Anywho, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to PFPR. Um, we'll just we'll start it now, I guess. Um, we're here in my studio with Havens, Becca, World Peace, and Caitlin. That's we are all so here. Fire. I didn't know your name was World World Peace. Yeah, that's what they call me. I used to. Today uh, is actually the four-year anniversary of the live album we did. That's true. It is a momentous day. Four-year yeah. anniversary. Live from Mars. Mm-hmm. Uh, recorded in my old studio. One of the old studios. Yep. Live. The mixed live. Because mm-hmm. I just had a, live. I had a mixing board. I didn't even have an interface, so there was no separate channels recording in. It just all went to the board, and I had to mix it live. Yeah. So, you know, even though I wasn't a performer, I really felt essential. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Sounds stressed. We had John Leo on the guitar. Ichi on the bucket. drum. Yeah, the bucket, <laughs> the bro. Bucket he had with the bucket and the snare drum. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> it. And like some felt tip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like sticks. It was crazy. Sounds tight. It was a good time. Yeah. But, okay. Let's get into it. What instruments do you play? I play guitar, bass, and drums. What's that's your favorite? Uh, guitar, mm-hmm. I'd say, because that's my first instrument. Yeah. But... As of lately, I've kind of been like growing a passion for drums mm-hmm. a lot more. I don't know why. It's kind yeah. of like just a subconscious like attraction to it. So I don't know. But the guitar is like my main. We thing. were listening through your songs today or last night, and we we're wondering: Are you playing some? Because some of them it didn't sound like live drums. But mm-hmm. I remember we went to your show, the pool party. Yeah. Um, and you did drums there. You hopped on drums, I think. Did. Did we do that? Oh, you wow. on drums. Yeah, we played Little Enemies, yeah. No, for, it, I mean, um, I think everything that has drums on Haven so far mm-hmm. have all been electronic, been um, sample pack drums, but yes. I really like the, the feel of realistic drums, so I'll try to make it sound as realistic as possible. Mm-hmm. That's the perks of, like, mixing and right. being a mixer and stuff like that. You can try to make it sound as real as possible but yeah not yet i have a, I have a couple unreleased songs that i've been trying to work on that have live drums but yeah we'll see nice <laughs> the energy in that pool party when you were on the drums it was, was crazy yeah it was insane yeah thank you i really like that song that's like the only song me and brendan has uh have what um worked on together that mm-hmm. we've performed live because i don't know he just Wes has his own thing, like, outside of the band, like, just working and stuff. So when it's just me and him, we kind of jam, and I, like, he plays guitar already, and mm. it's like you need you need something else to complement the guitar. So I would hop on drums, and I – so we just made that song, and it's really fun to play. I really like it. Really high energy, so. A lot of momentum. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was great, yeah. Thanks. Got everyone in the pool. First pool mosh. Yeah. First pool mosh. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. That's a this it's historic. It is. It should, I, I genuinely don't know if that's the first one, but if it is, that's that's cool. I've, I'm happy with that. How many shows have y'all or did y'all do like this summer? Oh wow. I I don't know. It's funny that you asked that because I was mowing the lawn the other day and I thought about it. I was like, I'm a I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna look through the messages and I'm gonna track how many shows we've done. Like the last six months, because we've done a lot of them, and like ballpark, like twenty or more. Uh, just over the summer. Just over the summer. 
I don't know. Over the summer, probably like probably like 10 or 12 or something like that mm-hmm. that's Where numbers you, it is yeah but before that it was like but like during from last summer mm-hmm. to this summer we had a lot more shows it was like i think in the month of april we had a show every weekend damn so it was yeah it was kind of where where most of these shows at um we've had a lot of them at riff house we've had uh We've had a few house shows, like the last couple shows we did were house shows. Um, and then the other, we had, uh, what are some other venues that we did? I feel like it's been... Um, Alibi, it was a shitty bar. Yes. <laughs> it was, they, it, uh, that's that's justified. They didn't, they didn't turn the music off while we, before we started playing. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. And they told us we couldn't be loud. What? Were you loud? Yeah, we were loud. <laughs> we still were. So I think they're kind of ticked off at us. But it's cool. But yeah, just kind of, I don't know. It's kind of sprinkled out. There's a lot of riff house, a lot of house shows, some random one-time uh, mm-hmm. places. We played at this place at the Ocean Front called, I think, FFX, FFX, I think. It's like a family fun experience. <laughs> the family fun experience. Yeah. Headbanging. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It was Battle of the Bands. Um, oh, right. Yeah. I think the winner got like studio time or some shit. Yeah, the winner got like $500 worth of studio time Damn. at um someone's studio. I don't know who, but yeah. I mean, that was cool. Um, didn't win. Didn't win. Yeah. <laughs> Should have. Should have. Uh, uh. <laughs> the other bands, they were good, but I mean, like, I think it was just the audience that was there that they didn't right. Really fuck with that venue. Right, right. Can we cuss? Yes. I saw the sign, so I was kind of like... Oh, no, <laughs> <laughs> my friend stole that from the oceanfront and that's, gave it to me. That's he, fire. I'm going to do that now. He, he, he's, I really actually... I it, was, it was a very heartwarming present. He handed it to me. He said, I stole this from the oceanfront. I thought it looked good in your studio. It's a no cursing sign for those who can't see. And here it <laughs> that is. That is taped with masking tape that's on like the wall. <laughs> that's the, <laughs> right to the I, wall. I, didn't, I couldn't find my nails or, you know. It's so nostalgic to me. Because I remember being a kid and seeing that. and being like, What did like, that mean? Just whispering a curse word. <laughs> yeah, like my mom. I'd be like, don't don't cuss. They'll take you away. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know. Uh, my mom would curse, and I'd be like, I'd point at the sign and be like, "Mom, stop!" But like, yeah, uh, tighten you. up, tighten for real. Fuck up. But, so, what, what's your favorite type of venue? Do you prefer house shows, live venues, um, bars? I I like uh bar. <laughs> bars are cool. Um, the only thing with bars is that they're really focused on how many people you bring in mm-hmm. for like to the bar. And yeah. since we're a younger band, we I think we're all. Brendan's 19 and me and Wes are 20. We, Our friends are also the same age. We have some friends that are 21, 22. But mm. when it comes to that, um, it's kind of hard because our demographic yeah, is kind of younger. Below bar age. It's before, yeah, below bar age. But um, house shows have been maybe the most live, mm-hmm. like the most fun, interesting experiences. Um, we recently did a show out here at this place called the Wharf Street Warehouse Building or something like that, which is, like, next to a creek um, here in, in, in lovely Richmond. And it was just, like, an abandoned warehouse that 13 people gathered at and just 
moshed in mert dud. I mean, mert dud, what? Dirt and mud. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do that a lot. I stutter a lot. I'm a very anxious boy. It's all good. That goes around. Was this was this by Belle Isle or by chance? I don't know. We're not I, familiar. I I was it by water. Yes, okay, it was right yeah, next to water. Right, because I think I saw pictures of this. Running, there was like yeah, a trail. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it sounds. I think it was around Bella. It might have been. Yeah. Was it like uh, the warehouse that people have to climb up like a gate over a wall into there? Um, I mean, but then again, I feel like calling it a warehouse isn't even fitting because it wasn't like a warehouse. It was like a. <laughs> it looked like a bridge under a bridge, but it wasn't a bridge. It was just a weird st- concrete structure that was open on the bottom with like pillars. I think I think I know. Yeah, the yeah. Bell Isle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what it's called, but we we just kind of dubbed it warehouse because we could not concoct a name for it. I don't know what I would call it either. <laughs> I don't it's an interesting structure. Google what type of structure is this? Yeah. A pavilion. Yeah. Yeah. But it's weird because it had like a just like a, it's a, f- like a hundred foot, thing. And there's a road in it, a pavement like a road in it. It is weird. Jeez. I don't know if it was there to like hold things or maybe trucks. I don't know. How was the show there though? The show was cool. It was, it was like I said, it was like 13 people maybe. So, mm-hmm. but it it was um we had a touring band uh, called Bullpup. They're mm-hmm. from Boston, I believe, or somewhere in Massachusetts, and they were kind of like on this tour, and we were like. Their their state on the tour was just like a warehouse show. It was really interesting, mm-hmm. but the energy was really cool. Um, had people moshing. A uh, friend of ours, so she was jumping around in the dirt, kicking up dirt all over the place. It was really cool. Nice. Phil, have you ever been in a mosh pit? Yes. What what mosh pit were you in? Something in the water. Me too. Yep. I think it was 2019. Like, yeah. Yeah. The, the only one. Or, yeah. Well, I guess the only one in Virginia Beach. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. Did I, you get some elbows in? I uh, <laughs> I got it, so senior year was the I ha, I got this uh, it's a longer story. I had my dad came home with a go-kart one day. Long story short, I spent like a week fixing this go-kart before I didn't realize it didn't have brakes cuz it didn't run. S- slammed into this brick mailbox. Really got I have a scar on my leg. He's taking his pants Still, off. Yeah. Hey. Anywho. <laughs> Really? Yeah, but this thing was what? brick, and there's still the paint is still on it, and I like I had this giant gash in my leg. This was like a month or two before, or I, I don't even know how long before. I just remember the wound was raw, and I ended up in that mosh pit, and I got one kick directly to it, and I oh was my God. out. If I even ah. got a grain of sand in that shit, oh, I would have no, collapsed. I think it was like wrapped up, but someone just punted it. They just knew. It's probably one of my oh, friends. I told them. It was probably I one of my friends. I told him to friends. sweep the leg. It was <laughs> That's a, definitely Dylan. I, my dad took me and my friend Nicola Wolf to something I've in heard the water. That name. Yeah, he, we, he took us and we kind of like he went and did his own thing and we went and we were like we're trying to go see fur and we're trying. That to was see the craziest yeah. one. And um, bruh, I like like we were moshing. I don't know who we were moshing to. I think the DJ before Travis Scott was playing X. He started playing Look yeah. At Me. And I was like, this is my only chance to I mosh think, to X. I think that was it. I think <laughs> it was that, actually. I started jumping around, and then I elbowed the shit out of Nick in the face. Damn. And, yeah. In the jaw. 
that was really that was really cool. But that was a that was a really really good show. People were mad that we were moshing, which I don't. It's yeah. like, why'd you come, bro? Yeah, she's she's one that doesn't like what my. Was that place that y'all just played the show at? Uh, at JMU, the Crayola House is mm-hmm. in this basement, like of this frat house. And yeah, they started moshing, and she was in front of me, and she wasn't yeah, fucking with it. Fucking threw me on the ground, oh, and I was shit. like, I'm fucking yeah, done the... with this shit. And I just sat in the corner and just was like, yeah, the rest of the time. Damn. When we so, went to the Guar show, that uh, <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> you've, you've seen Guar live? Yeah, yeah. They came to they came to Norfolk. Yeah, it was around Halloween. That that mosh pit was wild. There was a dude, like, probably six foot, probably six feet wide, too. <laughs> yeah. he, was, he was wearing a leather jacket. Probably took the whole cow to make that jacket. <laughs> Damn. For real. He looks like a cannonball. But he was, he was, he got in the pit. As soon as he got in the pit, everyone left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like, no, no, it was, I, yeah, it was I'd scary. never been in a mosh pit before. And like, there wasn't a lot of girls that show to begin with. It's just a lot of really big men. And they would like just push up against me. I was like trying to get as far away as possible. But then they just start moshing right in front of you again. It's yeah. scary stuff. I want to go well, to the Well, you see, at something in the water, it wasn't people getting mad about like, that type of moshing where it's like big ass dude i'm gonna get hurt it was like hey yo bro i got louis vuitton loafers on yeah and i came from norfolk state and i'm trying to mac on somebody don't fuck up my outfit that was the type of mad they were getting me yeah i remember me and one of my friends encountered this very drunk, violent man. I don't know how the hell we got away from that dude. He was losing his. Did he hurt you? <laughs> I don't remember, bro. I, I think he he was trying to fuck with my friend. I think we just got out of there. That and then everyone got pickpocketed in point <laughs> five seconds. This entire radius of us all were all standing there. Beat. I felt someone like like we were walking by. I had my hands in my twist. pockets. Someone's hand like started going. I was like, you know. Then, like, five seconds later, my friend Tom is like, yo, I don't have my phone. And then I hear everyone around us like, yo, I don't have my phone. Like, the pickpockets, pocketers like, at something in the water were experts. It's like middle school locker room all over so again. For real. No, ever, like, Dude, no, bro, he never got it back. There's this guy that me and Nick met early on in the show, in the pit. I think it was, we met him during Ferg's set. And he, um... He, his life was revolving around going to shows. He was like a pit guy. Like He went to every Astro World. He went to every Travis Scott show he could. And he, this dude was tweaking. I mean, he was a super nice guy. But bro had like Cheeto dust around his lips. Oh, nah. Bro rolled up a blunt. And Nick's like, I'm not hitting that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, don't mind if I do. But like, but bro, <laughs> bro was, he was like, I, he was like, I dropped like two tabs before I came. Like, it's, this is going to be crazy. And we're like, oh, that's what's up. And bro, like, had us. He didn't have his phone for some reason, no. which is crazy because it's like I wouldn't even I wouldn't even go to a show if I didn't have some sort of communication on me. Yeah, especially a big ass show like that. It's like bro Just was like living off vibes. Yeah, yeah. It it was funny though because he gave us two different stories as to why he didn't have his phone. He was like, oh, like, uh. 
my my cousin works at Sprint. Blah blah blah. I, my, my cousin phone, like I don't have, I don't have my phone. And then so we use we use his we he, like I let him use my phone. And then he asked us again. He's like, oh yeah, my cousin works at T-Mobile. I'm like, what? The f- yeah. bro, bro, story don't add up at all. He's got two cousins. <laughs> two cousins in the phone selling business. Like, he's got an uncle that works at Verizon. <laughs> yeah, they couldn't hook you up, bro. You don't he, got a he phone. He might just not have had a phone. Yeah, honestly, I think he might have hitchhiked there. Yeah. That's, damn, I wish I hitchhiked. I don't think so, man. Not after this. Uh, yeah, after Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. no. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, we we just binge watched that. We're we we haven't finished it. I'm almost done. He was like, fuck no. I don't want to watch that shit right now. I am very emotionally affected by entertainment. Yeah. So, like, we we watched American Horror Story. Like, the was it the first season? You didn't even watch it. I didn't finish it. It made me feel like shit. You also oh, didn't want Shameless. <laughs> no, Shameless was lit. I like Shameless. I have, you had something to say about My Shameless parents keep trying to get me to watch Shameless with them. With them, that's the kind he of just show. to watch Euphoria. He will, what? He will I'm good. You didn't. I watched like a couple episodes. I feel like I wouldn't. I don't. I feel like I wouldn't fuck with it personally. But I personally, I uh, fucked with loved it. Loved it. Yeah. No. I Phil has a poster. Them, I don't have. <laughs> you have a poster? No. I this is in day of cardboard cutout. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, but, uh, I did host, uh, the, like, Euphoria night. Like, all my friends would come over and we'd watch it at my crib. That was Is, fun. Your that friends was probably did that, why right? I liked the show. I don't know if I actually liked the show or not. I just enjoyed <laughs> having everyone over every Sunday night yeah, to so watch So, I bet it. it'd be fun in a social group. Yeah. We went to Brendan's girlfriend's house and we are all chilling after we went to Bush Gardens for my birthday. And we were watching, like, it was like a three-episode run of How to Build a Sex Room. Dude, yeah, that one was weird. It is weird, <laughs> yeah. but it was just like, I felt better about it in a group. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's honestly. fair. That's fair. Oh, man, when she tried making them talk dirty to each other, <laughs> that no, was so weird. each other, yeah. like, with the professionals. The professional spanker. You can go to school for that. That's yeah, what's maybe up. Maybe I'll switch my major. Yeah, you don't know what to do switch with your life. You can be a professional Now speaker. at VCU, spanking major. That sounds like a VCU major, honestly. It's honestly. VCU arts. Spanking. It's actually a... The art of spanking. Wolf ears. Wolf ears. God. It's actually at the business school. Yeah. yeah no. That right. The VCU is very diverse. The business school is all like, dude, what? Oh, it's, it's still going. Ableton's my best friend. It would never do that to me. Okay, good. Um, crash, crash right now. It does. It. I don't want to jinx it, but <laughs> it. I love Ableton. It's my. It's my best friend again. But um, what were we talking about? Spanking. <laughs> we just got so off topic. We did. It started with like, oh, what venues do you like fuck with? Oh, now we're talking <laughs> about spanking. <laughs> oh, that's just how it goes. It okay. Is. Oh, here's a question. What's up? I was going through your music. Okay. And, uh, you know, I support all my artist friends, but I, I will, like, I'll be honest, for PFPR, for getting these songs, like, I do rip them off SoundCloud. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm not going to lie to you about that. But yeah. on SoundCloud, I found MK Haven. Oh, God, yeah. So what's the difference between Havens and MK Haven? So from, like, 2017 up until 2021, that was what I went under. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was primarily doing rap i was rapping and mm-hmm. producing and uh 
yeah, I mean, that's pretty much, that's where I started, honestly. That's where I had, like, to this day, I have the most streams, most interactions with people is because MK Haven. Um, but I just kind of uh, felt grew like. out of it. Yeah, I grew out of it. I felt uh, I wanted to do something different as far as songwriting. I mm-hmm. wanted to, like, exercise actually making songs instead of making beats because, I mean, obviously you can get very, like, songwriting ties into making beats. But I mm-hmm. wanted to do something different to add more of an influence with like rock and indie and pop and stuff like that mm. so um yeah plus i didn't like the name it, it, it felt bulky yeah. mk haven like it didn't roll off the tongue and my and my instagram handle was havens from since like 2018 2019 mm. it was already like something that i kind of claimed as a nickname yeah. so i was just like i'm gonna just change it to that and it worked so where does that name come from it all right so so mk haven started from i'm from i uh my neighborhood I grew up in Magic Hollow mm. over off Lynn Haven yeah. Parkway and um Haven came from that and then MK came from Micah Keith my first two initials mm. and then um Havens came from I was looking for a cool Instagram name cuz it was like 2017 2018 yeah, they were all like gone by then this yeah the, the SoundCloud era made it made those like they had those spam pages the aesthetic pages mm-hmm. where it would just be like a random one word name yeah and those were so cool to me and I was like I just want a one word Instagram no asterisks no dots no vb or wavy or yeah. trippy so <laughs> um so I went into like a a like a open not used Instagram mm-hmm. thing and I typed in MK Haven and then Havens showed up yeah. and it was just like that's not a word but that's cool so yeah. I used that and so it doesn't really have a meaning but what yeah it's kind of like a shitty version of Childish Gambino like <laughs> he used the Wu-Tang generator I used that Instagram, Instagram username yeah that's crazy but I just I just like how it sounds and then plus even when I was dropping music under mk haven mm. people would call me havens anyways just because i guess it rolled off the song better yeah. Too, yeah instagram name so it just it just seemed like a better fit it's like a real game you gotta play these days like instead of like the chicken or the egg what came first the instagram name or the nickname yeah and that's i think that's kind of interesting at first i kind of felt like oh one day i'm a, if i like get an interview i'm gonna have to explain that this is like a lazy ass like there's no cool meaning behind it but at the same time i think it's you can always it's put a cool. meaning to it later yeah i was think i think it's cool i mean havens is where it's, where i'm from mm-hmm. that's kind of the epitome of it so yeah well, let's play a song for the people. Okay. What song should we start with? I'll let you pick. Uh, what song should we start with, Becca? You, you're my biggest fan. <laughs> um, we can play. Uh, fucking fuck. Um, we can do like Lost Again or something like that. Yeah, that's actually what I was gonna start that. It's kind of sappy, but it's cool. I like the white. Lost inside, running around inside my head, but still I try. Creeping, crawling inside my window, I
Lost again from your EP Gardenia. Yes. What do you? How do you? That was the first music you sent me. I think when that I came think, out. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. What was like? What were you? What was the meaning of that project to you? What does Gardenia um, mean? All right. So it's kind of funny because when I first came in here, I looked at its board and it said Wolf Snare. Mm-hmm. and Gardenia is taken from a street in not Will Snare but um, Little Neck because mm-hmm. I have this like weird fascination with rich neighborhoods. Me mm-hmm. too. I yeah. like to drive around. Me though. too. <laughs> we dr- bro that like I for some reason um places give me certain vibes and and like Little Neck, Bird Neck Point, Wolf Snare. Mm-hmm have all given me like certain like i call them auras like i I give place auras like that's how i feel so gardenia um i wanted to release music with that name because it it kind of completes the the feeling you know Mm -hmm. and those two songs it's kind of like uh that's those are my first releases as havens and it's such a switch up from mk haven Mm -hmm. and that was that was I mean, that was pretty much it. It's just like trying to catch that vibe from that feeling. How would you compare Haven's music with MK Haven? Um, very. Uh, MK Haven was very anger mm-hmm. driven. It was a lot of like rapping about hurting people and mm-hmm. robbing people <laughs> and stuff like that. And which is like, I feel like kind of grew out of and I didn't want to like in a way like I'm not big into manifestation but i didn't want to surround myself with that type of energy anymore yeah and plus i was kind of entering a chapter of my life where i wasn't really it didn't feel right to talk about that anymore and along with wanting to exercise my songwriting skills and stuff so Mm. i feel like mk haven's a lot more it's a lot more angry it's a lot more get lit Mm. jump around type shit but i mean I feel like I I have some stuff coming up with um, mm-hmm. Havens that are gonna give that energy without the negativity. Nice. Well, I like these songs a lot. Thank you. Um, your other so Pontiac. Yes. That so why what was your idea or your reasoning behind splitting the outro into another song? Well, I um, it kind of started with Gardenia because mm-hmm. I like the idea of dropping two song singles mm-hmm. like um so it's kind of like um I, th- I feel like the idea first came from childish gambino he mm-hmm. dropped the summer pack where it feels like summer and what summertime feels like something feels like summer and summertime i can't remember the other song mm-hmm. but 
um, it was a two song pack, and I like the idea of that. So mm-hmm. it's not just a single single, a single single. Yeah, it's two songs. Um, it feels more like you can achieve a a greater sense of I don't know energy. Like a, it's more complete. I feel like than one song. Mm-hmm. You can you know switch it up with one song, and then it it can. I just think it's cool to have two different things. They can contrast each other. Yeah. So with um, Pontiac, um, it was I was just gonna drop Pontiac, and it was just gonna be that. But I thought about Gardini, and I was like, oh, let me add something. And um, Apollo's outro is taken from the last two bars of Pontiac. I sampled the last two bars and looped it, mm-hmm. and put all these orchestral strings and guitars over it. Mm-hmm. So it's like I sampled the first song, right? Turned into a second song, which is kind of an outro interlude, and um, I kind of made it separate because well, Pontiac is um, it comes from the street she's from, and also where my family's from originally, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like about new love and stuff, all that mushy stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, that's why I named it that. And then Apollo is her dog. Nice. So, it's Apollo's outro. Just a little track dedicated to that little that little rascal. What kind of dog? That little rascal. <laughs> the Doberman Pimple Mix. Oh wow! Mm, nice. That's fucking crazy. That's I would a, assume. That's a big guy, huh? Yeah, he's a big yeah. guy, but he's such a baby, bro. Mm-hmm. He's such a baby. He likes. <laughs> he <laughs> likes. <laughs> my dog likes ears. Oh man, he like he licks anything. He likes the hump. Oh yeah. All the time. I have a video of him fucking nutting on him. Don't oh put God. that on <laughs> the fucking <laughs> interview. Like, yeah, I was just like looking in the camera, like <laughs> as it was yeah. happening, <laughs> like because I was just like, bruh, it was terrible. Anyways, yeah. I mean, if you got the video, we could, you know, we could make a YouTube version of this <laughs> and add that to it. Just play Gardini on t- or yeah. play Apollo's outro With on top. That, <gasps> we could Apollo's do that. outro. <laughs> oh no <laughs> That's gross Alright well let's play Pontiac on that intro. note And Apollo's outro Maybe if this turns into a video we'll. Uh... Dude Oh my god Alright here we go Pontiac
So that was Pontiac. <laughs> yes, uh, Pontiac and Apollo's outro. Great songs. Thank you. Now, uh, this we're running it back a little bit because I forgot to hit the record button on this little <laughs> part. Um, but what do we talk about with this? Pontiac and Apollo's outro. I think we talked about how it was separate. It was, why it was separate. Yeah. And it was separate because you added a you looped the last two bars, yeah. And made it more orchestral because you were very influenced by Childish Gambino's summer well, pack, or you liked the it was the two. Well, it was because like I um originally I dropped Gardenia mm-hmm. as um as two songs. I liked the idea of doing um two song singles, yeah. and I was originally gonna just release Pontiac, just Pontiac, and then as I was finishing up the mixing for Pontiac, I decided that I wanted to um, do a second song, but I didn't want to do a completely separate song. Mm -hmm. So I just sampled the last two bars on Pontiac, chopped it up, looped it, and built all these other chord progressions Mm -hmm. um, with strings and guitars over it. And then that's Apollo's outro. So, yeah. Nice. And then we got into... MK Haven. Yes. And that was your original name that you went by. Yes, you it was. And you did mostly rap music. Kind yeah, of. I mostly did rap music. It was pretty, pretty angry, pretty ignorant. Not, I want to say ignorant. It was a little ignorant, yeah. But, yeah, it was very much just wilding out, jumping around music. And, um, yeah. Yeah. And then we, so the next song we're playing is Tint. Which yes. was one of your songs under MK Haven that kind of set the tone for yeah. Havens to emerge later. Yeah, it was it was kind of one of my um, it's one of my first favorite songs. Mm-hmm. I feel like, I feel like to this day it's one of my favorite songs. It means the most to me because it was the first um, song that I really exercised, like just playing guitar and being ambient and moody and talking about stuff that was kind of sad and made me feel a type of way and. To this day, I still get that vibe from it, so yeah, it's one of my favorites for sure. All right, well, then here's Tint.
that was tent. Tenty, tenty, tent. I can definitely see how that turned into Havens later. Yeah. It's very, very moody. Mm-hmm. Very vibey, I feel like. Do you ever, like, still make, like, rap songs? Like, do you ever, like... Not really. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of just, like... I'm really into, like, indie pop mm-hmm. and Beach House and... And Tame Impala and The Smiths. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I kind of like make stuff kind of like that. I've been into like um, Crystal Castles and like electronic stuff. So the song that I sent you, um, Stuck, mm-hmm. that that's very electronic sounding. No. Oh, but shit. we'll close out with that. We'll, we'll make sure it's we not that. finished. But that's okay. It's okay. That's I've played a lot of not finished songs of mine on here. But, um, What's uh what does the future hold for you? What do you think? Um I kind of I joining H <laughs> joining HLP kind of made it so I didn't focus on mm-hmm. my stuff mainly. So I think I'm going to um kind of put more effort into I'm going to be really busy, but I'm going to try to put more effort into you know promoting my stuff and releasing more music on my own and doing shows on my own, mm-hmm. but um like I I hadn't done like a solo. My last solo show was April, mm-hmm. and before that, my last solo show was September of 2020, Jeez. with uh, Nick and Alec Darius and. Oh, you know Alec Darius? Yeah, yeah. I've met him recently. Great guy. Yeah, we, Nicola Wolf is like they're like that's their yeah they're a duo. He he I I want to get Alec Darius on here because yeah. I met him, his group Mafia Seven. Mm-hmm. I'm friends with all them. And I met him. They rented out a hotel room a couple months ago. Really? My hard drive with my whole album actually crashed while I was there. Didn't realize yeah. it at the time, though. Damn. But um, I had very tan- – what's the word? Not tantalizing. What, I don't even know what that means. We had – Titillating? Titillating. We had some titillating <laughs> conversation together, yeah. me and Alec I'm, Darius. We, uh, after my show, our show, um, at Slow Dive, we went to – what was it? Smoky Bones? I love Smoky, Smoky Bones. Bones. Bro, we went to Smoky Bones. Oh nine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we went to Smoky Bones at like twelve in the morning, and me and Alex sat across from each other, and we just talked about like all this shit, like manifestation. Yeah. Alex, yeah. And then he sent us some of his. Uh, he sent me a song that he was working on. Bro is he is probably one of the best rappers. He is. I know personally. He's he's crazy with uh, wordplay, and along with Nick. He was explaining to me what he's trying to do with this album. I'm not going to expose, a- expose him, but it's crazy. I bet this dude's different is yeah. all I'm going to say. <laughs> he's thinking on levels I haven't thought of. Really before. nice, genuine guy. Too. Truly. Uh, he's we got to get that interview coming. But um, yeah. So do you think is there an album? coming or what um, music wise what do you i was thinking in an ep mm-hmm. um probably mm-hmm. maybe not an album yet but i I have like maybe three songs that i've been loosely working on the last couple of months mm-hmm. um that i kind of want to put out under a project i don't have a name for it yet but it's usually better to name them at the end yeah it usually is yeah um and plus i like 
MK Haven, there has been multiple projects mm -hmm. that I was like, this is dropping November, had a name, had a, uh, a promo video and everything. Didn't drop. I, I had just started working on the first <laughs> song. Like, literally. Like, I had made enough just to put the first song, <laughs> the first 30 seconds of a song on a promo, and it never ended up happening. So, like. That, that hits home for me. Anyone, anyone who's followed me for a <laughs> while, homegrown, gutter boy. Gutter What are the other ones? There's so many projects I announced that have not <laughs> ever seen a light of day. I had, <laughs> I had, I had HVN. Well, that ended up dropping. HVN ended up, I ended up dropping that EP. Um, Bats. That was the other one. Bats. That's, that's <laughs> a cool day. But I had, I had like HVN was the first one, and then after that it was gonna be Where's My Head, but that never even like took off the yeah. ground. And then um, For the Better was, like, the last EP that I was working on under MK Haven. But I never, mm -hmm. never, um, just wasn't feeling right. I grew out of it before I was able to finish it, so. That's one thing I think, at our age at least, or I think it's a sign of progress. I feel I, sometimes, like, I'll make music and I'll be working on a project. And every song I make, like, I it's so much better than next song it's yeah. like it's you're growing faster than you can put yeah. a project together and sometimes that, and that's something i see is like it's it's a great thing but there's also like as far as productivity mm -hmm. like there's the amount of times that i just was in a dry spell would not drop music because i was stuck oh this is hard save the project start mm -hmm. cooking up some other oh this is hard save the project start cooking up some other get in that loop of thing in that cycle yeah and it and it was kind of and especially me i've the raging add like it. really bad like i can't focus on shit so that making music is already kind of like i have to like do that and plus i was smoking a lot mm -hmm. not great for my productivity so here's a question you work you have your own home studio right yes and do you say that's in your bedroom or separate or it's in my bedroom my I, bedroom's in my home studio. I've been <laughs> talking. Yeah, well, I, I've been in the same boat. And my best advice, there's a book I read that really just changed things for me. I would give it to you, but I just gave it to someone else. Oh, but it's called The Creative Habit. <laughs> really was a game changer. Uh, it had a lot of advice on how to stay creative because creativity is a habit yeah. rather than something you are or something you, it's more something you do yeah and the more you do it the easier it is like a object in motion like but exercising. one of the most important things that book said to me was to keep like studio and bedroom separate, separate. Yeah. because and not even necessarily for that but just having a different space you go to to work on music and a different space you go to sleep. And that applies to any area of life. You want to work on anything. It just helps. If you can, if you can't, I mean, I, I, all my projects, like I had bedroom studios my yeah. whole life, but yeah, I, I also, move a lot. So, yeah. And I also feel like that's coming out of Virginia, mm -hmm. unless you're like, you, you kind of, I want to say well off, but if you're, if you're like, you got the money. If you're for lucky enough time. to like have, especially like being a teenager, where I started when I was like 12, 13, recording stuff, growing, mm -hmm. like didn't have that space to yeah. do that. Um, that's something like that I really want. Like we're talking about my addiction to big houses and neighborhoods and mm -hmm. interior design and stuff like that. That's like one of the main things. Like, dude, like to have 
to be able to be separate, like to have a studio that's like that's the whole reason I got this apartment. Yeah, literally, literally, that's what it came. I mean, this is a much better place, but this place had an extra room in the back. Yeah, with that, you can't see it, but booth, booth. Yeah, Yeah. it's. I, yeah. I've never recorded in a real studio. Yeah, me neither. I mean, actually, no, I haven't. Technically, that's not true because I I worked at a studio and they would have me do mic checks and they artist would record studio, me. No, not artists. <laughs> um, but my friend knows the guy who owns that place, but they shut Marcel? down for Marcel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I did he, a photo shoot for him really? a couple times. Yeah, Marcel. He um, it was not long. I think he dropped a song called Smile or something like mm-hmm. that. It was not long after that. It was like 2019. Um, Let me write him down. Actually. My f- Caitlin, could you hand me one of those markers? Too sharp. <laughs> <laughs> my own. But my friend Chance, he I uh, guess oh, he was, I know Chance too. Chance, you know Chance. Yeah. That's my guy. We we're um, he uh, he he. I guess he was talking to Marcel or something like that. Or Marcel posted about needing like engineers to intern for his studio that he was for trying real. to open up, which was Artist Studios. And Chance like recommended me, and he hit me up and was mm-hmm. like, "Yo," he texted me. He was like, "I was like, will you be learn like willing to like intern? Like you have to like be willing to learn Pro Tools." Mm-hmm. And back then, I was so hard headed that I was like, "I'm not gonna switch up my whole fucking game to work at your studio." Then ended up not working out, but you know, it is what it is. Pro Tools learn. is crazy though. I yeah, will say. I don't like it. <laughs> I, I mean, I do, but it's. Again, Ableton is so simple. It's I really the like easiest my favorite producer, me. like Kenny Beats, is yeah. like my favorite producer, and he uses Ableton. He makes it like I'm like, oh, I want to switch. Like, but at the same time, I'm so like, it's the same with like distributors. Like, yeah, I'm so like hooked on amused that I'm like, people are like, bro, get distro kid, get, get, get distro kid. I just kid. switched to distro kid, and I was like, I don't. Y'all are all telling me just because y'all just the fact that y'all are telling me to switch to distro kid makes me not want to switch. What's to DistroKid. what's their reasoning? Their reasoning? Yeah. I guess you just have more control, and um, you can do more things as far as, like, pre-save and Mm -hmm. um, promotional things. Also, you don't have to wait a whole almost two weeks to drop music. True. At a time. But um, also, there's there's this artist recently that I was talking to named Andy Anthony. Mm -hmm. Um, He's, like, from TikTok and stuff, and he posted a video about how um, Amuse kind of robbed him of, like, 30 bucks. Uh, and it was like he's just like fucking music don't have any creative control as much as you could with DistroKid or other mm-hmm. ones um and he was like bro you need to switch and i was like ah fuck yeah. but i mean i'm all for that i'm i was actually thinking about starting my own indie label mm-hmm. called chasing auras mm-hmm. but that's like a whole like that's gonna be a whole nother ballpark that i have to listen understand it's not <laughs> it's not I Luawega is my label. That's hard. First off, where first did you of get all, that done? Okay, so I saw an Instagram ad for these signs. They're like ten percent off. You use this code. I put in the code. Went to the website. For little, how much do you think that costs? Sixty-five dollars. So it's supposed to be like seven hundred. Okay, that makes so sense. So <laughs> I put Low. this ten percent discount code in. Then select the customization op- options, and it you know they had the price difference for each of them, and for whatever reason it showed there was a zero dollar price option for all of them. Uh. So it kept selecting zero dollars the whole way. It was supposed to be seven hundred, but with all the things I selected, came out to zero dollars because it was supposed to be seven hundred dollars. They threw in free shipping and a free remote, so this whole thing was free. 
like because even the, shipping was even free? free shipping free remote because they had a glitch on their website it's gonna get repoed finesse god <laughs> finesse god yeah, they gonna knock on your door and be like filfo nah dude i forgot about it i was like because i i ordered it in like august last mm. year and completely forgot about it i was like oh they're gonna see this and cancel it whatever three months later i get a knock on my door and this biggest package i've seen in my life it was here. <laughs> that's Literally. that's kind of tight. I was so hyped. But anywho, <laughs> I started this label because I've been putting everything out under that name. I was like, I need an official business to conduct under LLCs, whatever. Mm. Didn't understand it whatsoever. Then one day I get on a train. <sighs> Completely empty train. I'm sitting in the very back of the train. There's only one other person on this train, I swear to God, sitting across from me of mm. all places. So we're talking, and I'm like, somehow we get on the topic of the business thing. I'm like, yo, I'm trying to start my business. It's LLC. I don't understand how to do it. And he's like, you're in luck. This is what I do for a living. Help me That's set it up, up through the state of Delaware because through LegalZoom, but do it through Delaware because they have the least business taxes. Hmm. And all legal rulings, they tend to favor the business. So if you're in an entertainment business, hey, man. that's the Tax best. fraud. It's not tax fraud. That's tax fraud. It's not tax fraud. <laughs> you don't live in Delaware. I don't need to. <laughs> don't my, my registered agent through LegalZoom is in Delaware, so I don't need to live in Delaware. Oh, okay. Um, I got my business shit straight. Like, bro, straight. <laughs> listen, bro. I, you got a business card? Uh, No, but I can show you my business license. <laughs> you get it framed. I should. Yeah. I probably should. But anywho, you can do it on LegalZoom, but it's expensive. It, it ran me like a grand. I bet. Yeah. I mean, I kind of... It started as idea just releasing my because you can drop music under a certain label, mm-hmm. um, and it will like you search it up, it'll come up as a label stuff like that. Yeah, legally it's not necessarily legal. It's, I mean it's independent, but it's not legally a label. It's not a business. Mm-hmm. But I had um, under MK Haven, I had released music under Lynn Haven Heaven, which is goofy as fuck. But oh, that's L L H H L H H. Yeah, I thought it was long. Or no. I don't know what the hell I thought it was. Long-haired. Long-haired havens. <laughs> Long-haired havens. Yeah, pretty much. That's what MK Haven was. But, no, but, like, I really, um, I think, actually, like, the project I'm going to work on is going to be called Chasing Auras just because mm-hmm. that's what I do. And that's what I want to call the record label. So I'll probably release it under that label. Nice. And then eventually work out the business side of it but you know. yeah well it's uh it's always good to have your ducks in a row business wise most definitely just get on a train i guess yeah just yeah, get on a train idea. go to the delaware I, yeah. for real i there's a lot of things that happen in my life where it's like this can't be a coincidence <laughs> it happens all the time so yeah i don't know falls in the pl- fell in the place yeah you just put it out there some one day it'll come back to you yeah so definitely was that in Delaware that that happened? No, this was on a train from Richmond to Virginia Beach. <laughs> what the fuck was he, he doing? He, 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 Bro, was he, was, he was on the rails. He be on the rails. He was a little sus because I was like, "What do you do?" He's like, "I work in healthcare." No. It's like, okay. Uh, what does that mean? <laughs> what is that? What do you Euthanasia. Do? Yeah, Euthanasia. <laughs> but he says he starts LLCs all the time, and he was a little shady. He he gave me some tax advice that I don't know if I should take. Right. <laughs> but yeah. um. Did you get his name? Nah. It was probably fake, anyhow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my god. It was a little sus, but, yeah. All right, I think we're running up on our time here. All right. We're going to close it out with this new song. What's the name? I think it's the working title was Stuck. Stuck. Yeah. <laughs>
All right, we're going to close it out with Stuck. <laughs>